Welcome to Sincerely JJ, a podcast for the people who are tired of living up to the standards. My name is Julie. And I'm Jen. Join us in discovering life's beautifully unwritten detours. Today's episode, Julie and I will be sharing you about our childhood trauma and current events. We want to let you guys know that we are not certified psychologists, but we're just recreation therapists. Exactly. <laughs> so we get where you guys coming from. We're just expressing what we experience from our trauma and how do we cope with this situation. If you're experiencing any of these events, please reach out on a helpline or get a professional help. So there are different types of levels of trauma. Uh, we're not really sure who knows what exactly trauma is because right now we use trauma as a phrase but there's no true meaning what it is exactly how does it look like Mm-hmm. So what trauma is, is basically a lasting emotional response that often results from living through a distressing event. So something that has happened to you, like what level it's going to be, it's going to be based on what you have experienced. A traumatic event can harm a person's sense of safety, sense of self, and ability to regulate emotions and navigate relationships. So for example, in a long-term traumatic event that occurred with people, it can look often as if these people feel really shameful, they feel helpless, powerless and intense fear. Mm-hmm. So what does trauma even look like? in the situations. Well, I know there's three different ones. Jen, did you want to explain them? Sure. It could be a recent single trauma event and it could be an example of a car crash. Some people go into car crash and it could be a traumatic experience for that individual. Another one would be a single traumatic event that occurred in the past. Would It could be a person who has someone passed away in your family, a loved one, or it could be a natural disasters or a war. And the next one would be a long-term chronic pattern which is this ongoing trauma that repeats over and over and over. That could be an example of uh, physical abuse, childhood neglect. And people experiencing these traumatic events can develop many things in life. But for example, people could get PTSD or complex PTSD. So basically, complex PTSD is a result from long-term trauma that can affect a person's ability to form healthy and trusting relationships. That's true. Yeah, so all these traumatic things can really be detrimental to a lot of people if they don't know how to cope or manage them properly. And we're not trying to compare ourselves of what happened to us. We do understand that there's other people who are in the tough situation where traumatic things could be really hard for them to get over it. It does take time, many years, to recover from their traumatic experiences. Yeah, if they even recover from it. Some people don't even know about it. Yeah, some people are not aware about it, but for the people who are aware about it, they can hopefully cope and manage it better. Well, and get professional help from people. Exactly. So I believe it all starts off with childhood, Mm because it has to start out somewhere. Of course, it does, actually. And the funny part is that we don't really realize that all our trauma can be a root from our childhood yeah i agree so as a child i thought it was basically the norm to get yelled at and basically hit by our family especially our parents that was like the normal thing i thought that was normal well the discipline was quite different from what we have grown up to yeah i i noticed a lot at home there was just constant yelling we were getting hit all the time not just me and my siblings as well and me being the oldest sister i had a lot of responsibilities on top of that so my childhood was quite different than a lot of people i wasn't able to just go outside and play all the time I had lots of responsibilities I had to tend to like cooking and cleaning but in my head that was normal 
to me mm-hmm. i didn't know that would be a traumatic thing that happens to me later on on why i don't want to stay at home a lot of the time i oh. always want to do extra things so i can get out of the house yeah because being at home meant that i had to do all these responsibilities that i did not want to do mm-hmm. and like what kind of type of yelling are you experiencing sometimes there's a yelling as in you've did something wrong or yelling just because that's your form of communication i feel like it's a mixture of both since growing up my parents were just always yelling at each other yelling at us for not doing certain things i mean there were good times obviously but when they were just yelling sometimes it would just be about why are the dishes not done why is there no rice you know did you do your homework did you go take a shower like things like that oh did you take a shower what yeah sometimes you know the kids they're nasty <laughs> you gotta remind them to go take a shower what the heck and that was basically kind of my role like i had to take on that role to do that to my siblings mm. so i try not to yell at them but you know to be like hello guys can y'all go take a shower please yeah i think so like same here in my perspective my parents they're just really loud they're all loud yeah. folks it sounds like asian people are so loud <laughs> And sometimes it's not even just them yelling. It's just them talking. And it's already loud. That's just normal talk. Yeah. Yeah. But sometimes I think so is the way they phrase it or say it could be very offensive in a way. Very. I agree. Their tone. Yeah. It's like the message that they want to say is good. But the way they say it is terrible. Yeah. Oh gosh, yeah. And no offense to like anyone who is dealing with loud Asian parents, but it's their culture, it's who they are. The way they say things, it can be really traumatic. Yeah, like I was running down the stairs with slippers and, you know, my dad hearing me, he's just like, stop running down the stairs, you're gonna fall and break your neck. But why did you have to say it like that? You know, why couldn't he just say, oh honey, like I know you're wearing slippers. Well, he's not gonna it's top it dangerous. off. <laughs> Take your time, don't run down the stairs. Not, mm-hmm. I'm, you're gonna break your neck. So I'm trying to figure out what the deeper meaning behind what his tone and his what he's saying actually is so he's saying julie don't run the stairs i don't want you to get hurt that's basically the the, the, the that's message main, yeah that's the main message of yeah what he's trying to get at i guess it just came out the wrong way but come on why can't say it like that and then it makes me mad i think so for my experience story where i was younger my family was living in dubai and i think so my parents were an expats uh they were working in that area and sorry what's an expat oh expat is like for people who are working abroad oh okay yeah so they're not permanent resident okay my parents were working at the time and i remember that my mom and my dad they don't have anyone in that place in dubai because like everyone's working their friends are working they have no not much of a support like a family support there to take Mm. care of my sister and i i think so i was taken to a almost like a daycare in a way and i remember i think so i've did something really bad i couldn't quite remember what i've done but i had a teacher who was really mad and she asked me to take take your hand out and show me her hands and i showed her my hands she had a ruler and she slapped my hand with the ruler it was like a form of disciplinary like you're not supposed to be doing that you're bad and that's terrible because you know i don't know dubai is clearly different than canada no i i never got hit by the teacher like i remember no teacher touching me but i I think in canada back then though remember like the pioneer days yeah you would get yo i'm not from pioneer days i know what's wrong with you no i know but like in (laughs) canada in the pioneer days that's what that's what they would do nowadays no yeah well when i went to school we didn't get disciplined by the teacher yeah i've experienced this very young age and it's not from your parents but it's actually from a stranger 
like a teacher. Mm-hmm. So they were allowed to not physically hit like someone in the face or anything. Or I haven't seen for that, but just like a light slap. Not a light slap. Actually, it was a really loud slap. It was oh a really it was hurtful. Well, in my perspective, it was probably painful. But mm-hmm. after that, I didn't want to go back to preschool. But again, my parents had no one. And I've, I don't know if I ever expressed that to my mom about it. But I think so. She told me that the next following day, I was like resisting as in trying to run away from going back to the same place that I got hit. Mm-hmm. So, of course, yeah, because who would want to go back to the place course. you got hit from? <laughs> it's, it's funny because like, yeah, that's how the culture is. Back then, it was like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Have you ever gotten discipline from someone other than your parents or and that teacher? To be honest, that's about it. Like, I, I don't think Like, I no got... relatives or grandparents or anything? Mine never disciplined me, so I wouldn't know. It was just my parents. Um, You know, like, in my culture, well, I would have thought, like, my aunts would have been more tough on you because, again, they're raised in an old school generation, and mm-hmm. they think that disciplining, like, fearing would be a use of discipline. This might be really funny, but if a child is really scared of a ghost, let's just give you that example because I'm pretty sure those Filipino families out there would understand this. If the kid is being bad and they have a fear of ghosts, they use that fear to tell them to be good. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Let's just say that, oh, you've been bad, the ghost is gonna go get you. So they use that fear to scare them even more. So that the kids become good. Behave. Yeah. Yeah. It's not a type of teaching technique in my perspective, but it does work. But at the same time, you all have this kid who is running in fear because of that. They're probably imagining something that you guys don't see it. That's like traumatic. (laughs) And they've probably seen something else that you don't understand. I mean, my aunt's never done that to me, but they all say, oh, if you don't do this, someone's going to come get you. Did you get hit or did your parents discipline you? My mom is the one who usually disciplines all of the kids because my dad was like never home because he's working. But mm-hmm. yes, I do remember this one day. Oh my goodness, Jen. This one day. Okay, I was six years old running around my house. My dad has... Yo, rec- what's up with you and running around the house? Do you have I don't know. Learn- <laughs> have you learned your lesson not to run around the house? Your dad just yelled at you for like, you might break your neck. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I'm just a hyperactive child, I guess. So I'm just running around the house. And as a six-year-old, come on, like, you're playing around your house. And then this one time, my grandma and my grandpa clearly was telling me to be quiet and, like, sit down, stop moving around. Like, stop running around, right? For me, I don't remember saying this, but my dad has told me after many, many years after talking to him was Mm -hmm. that basically I was being disrespectful to my grandparents Mm -hmm. saying that this is not their house. That's really it. Like they don't live here. It's not their house (laughs) because clearly it's my parents' house. They're the one who bought it Mm -hmm. and I'm their child. So it's part of my house too. But you know, that's super disrespectful. I randomly took a nap that day. I woke up and my dad called me downstairs without any explanation or anything. He just whooped my ass in front of everyone, like the whole family, aunts, uncles, grandparents, mom, you know, like, literally everyone in the middle of the living room. I was, like, on, the, like, the floor. And I got, like, my ass beat in front of everybody. Oh. Oh and it was my. super traumatic for me because I didn't know what was happening. Until years later, until I went to college. And then that's when my dad told me the whole story. And it was because of my grandparents that he had to hit me. Mm-hmm. He was siding with me. He didn't want to hit me because mm-hmm. he understands kids will run around. They're, yeah. they're playing. Let them do that. <laughs> <laughs> so he was siding with me. But because of that respect and in that culture, my grandparents are my mom's parents. Mm-hmm. So I'm the one, the daughter, grandchild, that's disrespecting them i'm gonna get my ass beat from my dad because he's the the head of the household 
Oh. So that's what happened to me. And I was super traumatized. I was like, why? Why? All these what did fears. I do? Yeah, like, why no did idea. you hit me? But like, did you ever had fear of him afterwards or? No, 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 no. Okay. Thank God. It didn't traumatize me enough After, to like, yeah. if it was be con- super scared of I him. I think so like for people out there who have experienced physical, uh, physical abuse, abuse like mm-hmm. it could be a really traumatic as in they always run in fear mm-hmm. as in their fight and flight situation would be elevated more mm-hmm. than ever, right? And I also think it's like the reason why because my dad has never hit me before. He's never mm-hmm. hit any of my siblings before. It was just that one day because of that one situation yeah. that he had to hit me. It was shocking. Yeah. And mm-hmm. the thing is I think I also got trained because my mom beat us all the time so i was just like oh okay another day you know you live another day girl you live another day but it's also like the way that they hit you too it's not to like beat the crap out of you Mm -hmm. it's like we're gonna hit you 10 times for this that is it okay good we're good let's move on you understand the assignments yeah that's really it it's not like we're beating the crap out of you any few seconds you do something wrong we're gonna smack you across the face like no it wasn't like that Mm -hmm. so i feel like if it was in that situation where you're getting beat up all the time Mm -hmm. for god knows what reason then i can see why over time that could be super super traumatic for someone right that's randomly just getting beat up all the time for no reason <laughs> <laughs> this is something that we don't condone for for sure yeah like, yeah if we are planning to have a kids in our own I, I would never use physical touch as a in that way because well with all the education now we know better yeah yeah and i think because of like i got hit and yelled at so much i became like the bully that i didn't know i was oh in gosh, elementary what? yes my friend told me a few years ago that i was the bully because Julie, i was the bully yes i was talking to him and you know i don't remember getting bullied in school like i had a great childhood in my head mm-hmm. and he's just like julie because you were the bully <gasps> shut up really i'm serious oh my god so i was like in the school and i gathered like a bunch of people with me on there and they're on my what? side what did you do as a bully what did i do as a bully yeah what did you do okay so i had okay i was kind of like the mastermind ringleader of this whole situation mastermind? where i would gather people into my group it's interesting because people want to be friends with us oh we're like the cool group right oh no you are one of those people yeah i would go and just beat up people whoa not to like beat them up die i'll kill you but it's kind of like just teasing and like poking fun and like poking people poking fun yes and we had a lot of fun doing it i do not condone this behavior i'm so sorry to all those people i probably traumatize a lot of people whoa how many people did you traumatize a lot oh i feel like we were like the mean girls group but <gasps> everyone wants to be our friend or and then, oh yeah or else we'll, we're gonna beat the crap out of everybody oh my gosh that Julie. was really what happened i'm not even kidding you i would I'm never serious. expect that from you i know Dang. and that is why i think that just came out because of my childhood because i'm getting hit and beat up all the time at home i'm like okay i'm gonna go beat up other people but i didn't do it to like physically hurt anyone mm-hmm. it was just like for fun in the games oh okay all right that explains yeah so that's what i did mm-hmm. as in elementary school oh god <laughs> julie the bully oh my gosh i think so like um as a bully's perspective i think so it really come to root of at home stuff yeah because i don't understand why i didn't even know i was a bully until my friend told me mm-hmm. yeah I know. It's all that it's yelling. Terrible. Well, I think so. You probably pick it up from your family. and mm-hmm. But at thought. school, I was never mean and stuff like that. Oh. You know, it's very different. It's like bullying, but not to make people feel like crap. Passive bullying? We just beat up people. <laughs> <laughs> 
okay. We, we, we never said, like, mean stuff, really. Okay. Or I don't remember saying mean stuff. Not, like, you're a piece of shit, you're garbage, like, mm-hmm. you're stupid. No, we never said anything like that. We were all fun, laughing, giggly girls. Oh, wait, wait. Went so around beating up people. The person that you were picking on, were they laughing with you? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> oh, gosh, Julie. I think sometimes, like, on and off, yes. But, you but I have no idea. Just... Oh, gosh. It okay. was really bad. I'm so sorry. I really am. <laughs> Traumatized so many people out there. <laughs> we're not laughing because it's funny, but I we're can't believe just... this. Like, I can't believe this happened. You would never yeah. think that. Now that we're older, like that was just so stupid. Yeah. Kids do so much stupid stuff. Anyways. Well, we were kids. We were young. We didn't yeah. know. Speaking of bullied, I actually got bullied when I was younger. Oh my goodness. See, it makes me feel even worse. <laughs> I was on the other side. <laughs> and I was on the other side of things. But your bully... Okay, explain your bullying. Yours is way different than what I did. I think so. My bully was more of... So singling out like, people yeah. who are technically not colored. I think so. I think I experienced racism for sure. As in, we do have a group of girls who would tell people who are colored to be separated from them because they're not from that culture which is unbelievable because i would never have thought of that i thought everyone would be equal but these girls were just like no you're not from this culture you're not part of this don't hang out with us i think that's the difference between public school and mm, catholic, catholic school, school because i went to a public school we were very multicultural in yeah in um public school especially in brampton mm-hmm. y'all know if you live in brampton. i think so my school was just very I think it was cultural, but I think majority of it was more white-based. Exactly. People? I'm I'm not sure. Because the Catholic side of things. Yeah, but I wouldn't expect them to, like, separate from what race you are from. But was it the teachers that separated, or is it just the kids did it? It's the kids that did it. I always wonder, like, how would they result to that? How do you... Did they even know what they're doing? Or maybe it's from back home, too. Like, what happened at their house? Who knows? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had that. And so my bully was really picking at, they won't stop until you break your limits. And I think so, my experience of that is that I, at home, I think so I might have told my mom that I I didn't want to go to school just because I didn't really exactly told her about I don't want to go to school because I'm getting picked on at school but she's coming from her night shift she needed to go to bed so she told me like oh everything will be okay just ignore them no big deal right just go to school so in a way kind of felt like I was getting dismissed of mm-hmm. how I felt I think so at the time I felt like I was in fear because I don't know how to respond back and at that time I don't know how to defend myself which is scary part that's true if you don't have a backbone, you let everything go on the fly. But that's what happened. Whatever. I think so. I was feeling really sick as it is. As in just the mentality of just getting to school. Until drank some medication that I'm not supposed to be drinking. I think it was cough medicine. Because I was just not really feeling well at all. But I still end up going to school. because I know <laughs> for drinking cough medicine to get out of going to school. Oh, I think so. I had a cough at the time too. Oh, okay. But I think so. I had way too too much much to the point where i was really ill i think so mid of lunchtime my stomach wasn't feeling well i had to i told the teacher like i need to be excused like i need to go washroom and midway to the washroom i literally projectiled (laughs) literally threw up in the hallway oh my god i felt so bad i think so one of the teacher who was uh, watching in the hallway because you know they always have like a yeah hall monitor monitor. yeah yeah threw up and she was just like holy shit (laughs) <laughs> I mean, okay, you can't say holy, first of all, <laughs> if you're in a Catholic 
school. Just letting you know. <laughs> it was more like, whoa. Are you okay, kid? Exactly. Like yeah, yeah. <laughs> Did you end I, up going home then? Yeah, I ended up getting home. Okay, and my mom, I think so my mom was, I don't remember who picked me up. But I think it was my <laughs> probably aunt who picked me up because my aunt was living with us from Philippines uh-huh. here for a while. Yeah, I was just really sick. And I was like, I I told you. I told you. <laughs> I told you. Why would I joke about me being sick? Because I never get sick. So yeah, I went home and um, how I faced my bully was really hard. I think so. The teachers have realized that there is multiple girls who are getting bullied too mm. I think so I found those group of people who are getting bullied together uh-huh. and just stick with them because we are trying to get away from recess too that's true because oh, that was the so only sad. time that they're able to pick on you mm. and that was like the worst time ever oh man yeah it's like I, I, I will help you out if you need help clean your boards true <laughs> like literally yeah so that was my bully and I got picked on about my mole I like your mole I don't care what people say <laughs> Yes. I've always liked it. When I was younger, oh my god, they made a song out of it. Do you remember the song? No. <laughs> See, Julie. <laughs> no, I don't remember the song, how it goes. I don't care how it is, but it definitely made... Man, these people are creative. What the hell? Oh, well, kids are creative. They rhyme <laughs> the with song. things. They're oh good rhymers. God. Yeah, they made fun of my mole. Oh my and I think so from there on, I have hated how I looked. With it, I've always wondered, are these people actually talking to me? Who my eyes? Or are they looking through my eyes? Or are they actually looking at my wall? Oh my god. Yeah. Jen, so. it's not that bad. But I guess like over time, when you're a kid, they keep pointing it out, then... It oh, makes yeah. you self-conscious. Of course. Self-conscious yeah. about these yeah. little things. Because I never thought about it. I like it. Yeah. Did you have any family members who picked on you by any chance? Or uh, made like weird comments to you that made you felt self-conscious? Yes. The only person that would ever do that is my mother. What? She is the most criticizing person <laughs> in the world. I think so. Every mother had their yeah, so- one goodness. side of them. It, like nothing is good enough for her. She's complaining my feet is too small. Mm-hmm. She's complaining that i'm too small i'm too skinny but to be honest i'm not even that skinny i'm like a normal size person and she's like you're too small and then she calls me scarecrow in vietnamese which wait how do you say scarecrow in vietnamese okay. to be honest i don't know the exact exact term this is what she just told me but i have a feeling it means something else like more like a stab in your soul kind of word but oh. i don't really know but she calls me okay it's gonna be hard to say it's called Gum. Gum? It's not gum. <laughs> Sorry. It's a G-U-M no, gum? No, I, I don't know how to spell it, but it's like gum. I just thought it meant scarecrow because I'm like a stick, but I think it has a different meaning. I will look into it. But yeah, it's terrible. And then she goes and flips it on my sister saying my sister's too fat. Oh. So it's like, I'm too skinny, but my sister's too fat. What do you want from us? Like, <laughs> what is the size you want us to be? Well, it's not them. I think so. Their ideal of beauty would be a fit figure. Does that make sense? Clearly, I'm too small. <laughs> I'm too small. So. Yeah, no, I think so. If you're ever experiencing with body images, it's the toughest thing because that's mm-hmm. probably one of anyone's insecurities is someone complimenting someone's body in a negative way. Yeah. Which is not comfortable not nice it's not helpful at all because then you'll just be more self-conscious in in every aspect like what you wear or how do you perceive yourself in public Mm -hmm. like you're 
you're heightened. Well, that's how anorexia and bulimia became to be. Mm-hmm. You know, the body image disorders. Yeah. Or how does the figure supposed to look like? Yeah. Because yeah. I never, I don't think I ever told anyone this, but I'm scared of gaining weight. Like, I'm scared of looking fat. What? So I'm always thin. But then again, I was always, like, smaller. Yeah. But I really don't want to gain any fat, like, extra weight. Mm -hmm. But now I've kind of changed my mentality on where I kind of just want to gain muscle. So don't look fat, but just have muscle. So I can gain more. Yeah. But still be healthy. But, like, are you you enjoying the food that you eat? Okay. I don't know if anyone knows this about me, but I eat the worst types of food possible. (laughs) I'm the most unhealthiest person there is in this world. I love fried chicken. Okay. I love rice and carbs. All day, every day. You're allowed to eat that. Bubble tea is my blood. <laughs> you know? <laughs> I eat the worst things. I don't really like vegetables. I'll eat them, but not that mm-hmm. I really like them. Mm-hmm. The only thing I'll actually eat that's somewhat healthy is fruits. Okay. If there are any fruits at home. Oh my That's another gosh. thing. Yeah. Just because a person looks away in person yeah. does not mean they're healthy. I might be small, but I'm, pre- I'm telling you, Jen's probably healthier than I am. Like, she eats so well. Vegetable-wise. Yeah, everything in moderation. Yeah, in moderation, it's okay. Like, you're supposed to not indulge the food that you're supposed to be have. Well, let's rephrase that. As in, you are allowed to enjoy the food that you love. Don't pull yourself back just because what people say. Mm-hmm. But everything in moderation. In moderation. Like, you don't have, like, just make sure you don't eat it every day. Yeah, that's as, true. like, a regular thing, right? Yeah, have, like, a little bit of a diet, like, not diet, uh, a little bit of a balance. Yes, the balance of everything is okay. And that's what it's supposed to be. Lifestyle, mm-hmm. balance. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. not easy to maintain those balance but you can always say okay this happened to me let's start all over it's okay let's do this again yeah i might be small but i swear i have clogged arteries oh don't say that you know i probably do jen i'm not kidding you are you trying to say you're a bitch right now no 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 no. it's just like i'm i feel i'm so unhealthy compared to like jen oh but it's okay I'll, i'll i'll get i'm getting better at it slowly I'm drinking some water, eat some proper food. Yeah. And back to the story again. Um, my perspective in body image, I did have issues with body images when I was a teenager. I was very self-conscious. Not even a... T- yeah, teenager. Yeah. I was very self-conscious because your body is developing at that age. You're growing boobies. That's true. <laughs> Let's not say boobies. Yeah. Um, Your breast is growing and everything's just growing about you when you go to family events or anything like that and your family doesn't see you for a while they always come and greet you and be like hey i haven't seen you in a while oh my god i just noticed that you've gained a lot of weight or like, yeah what I hate happened asian people are like oh you're so big now that doesn't mean you're tall <laughs> or anything it means you fat <laughs> that's what it means <laughs> yeah so I, I grew up in that culture where calling out the physical the appearance, appearance is very yeah, yeah is a normal thing mm-hmm. in the Filipino culture, and yeah. it's really awkward because then you do have co- cousins who are much more finer, defined, not chunky. Mm-hmm. I was a chunky one. <laughs> Let's just say I think so. I there was one time in my childhood they got they separated us from short to tall. Uh-huh. people but like i think so at one point there was more of the scale of skinny to like getting chunky oh my goodness scale. yeah that's so bad yeah i remember 
I remember doing. Why were they doing that? I don't know. I really did not get it. <laughs> so it was just it's just a stupid not stupidity, but in the same time, you're just making that other person feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, mm-hmm. I've really have struggled with my weight. I'm gonna admit it, but at the same time, at least I'm not I'm not listening to people anymore because end of the day, it's your body. You do what you want to do with it. Yeah, exactly. I you're nourishing your body right now. Mm-hmm. You're supposed to do self love mm-hmm. and embrace what you have. And you exercise all the time and stuff. You're a very healthy person, so <laughs> not it really. doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah you get those um aunties who'll be like you eat too much oh my goodness gotta calm down with the food don't <laughs> eat too much carbs you know what'll happen you'll get big legs oh my god yeah yes it, it's a part of a culture People but it's it's cruel but in the same time when you see these teenagers they are growing up once again and they're self-conscious about their appearance yeah especially yeah everything that happens from childhood it goes through out like teenage to, years to adult adult years yeah yeah it definitely shows up okay i don't know if you guys know this but being in an asian household especially vietnamese chinese probably like indian mm-hmm. culture a lot of the asian asian side of the, the world oh man they always want to have a boy first to carry on the family <gasps> yes. name you know that or the old or, school way or the part where like where a person who is pregnant they want their child to be a boy first. Exactly. And what happened? I was a girl. So, too bad for them. But anyways, <laughs> the second kid in my family is my brother, and he is a boy. And my whole life, I felt as if he was always, like, praised just for being him. And it was just terrible because he got, like, the worst grades. He didn't do well in school. He got into a lot of trouble. But somehow, he was still okay. You know, yeah, he got hit and stuff, but it was never the same. I remember this one time where my dad came home and he had a box of KFC, just a single box. And I remember he gave it to my brother instead of me. So growing up, I really experienced sexism from my own parents. You know, they don't, I don't think they purposely intend to, but I could totally tell a difference from just making me do all of the housework, all of the chores everything and my brother doesn't do anything he just chills and plays games and then my dad I remember clearly he went home one day he had a box of KFC he never offered me any but he gave it to my brother and I was really upset because why not like you have another child here why didn't you get me any and then uh, this other time he wanted to get Yu-Gi-Oh cards my dad got him a pack but he didn't get me a pack and back then it was like those really really big ones mm-hmm. it was $20 per pack oh. it was very expensive Oh. And he bought it for my brother and he didn't buy me any. So I was upset. So eventually he bought me one too. Oh. Looking back, like I did feel really bad because my dad spent like $20 on cards. Mm-hmm. But uh, back then it was a big deal for me because it's like, how come you're treating him with all this stuff? What about me? Did you yeah. ever decide to get me anything? No. Mm. I feel like, like even, yeah, like favoritism. favoritism. Yeah. And even till this day, I don't even think he knows what I like to eat. I remember one time I went to a pho restaurant. I only like one type of pho my whole life. And everyone who's with me and my friends will know I only like the beef ball ones. Mm. I don't like the other fancy schmancy stuff on top. Yeah. But my dad got me one with the meat, the extra like thin slices of meat. Mm-hmm. And I really did not like it. And I almost cried in the restaurant. Because I'm like, you've known me for how many years and you don't know what I like to eat. Yeah. Well, I, but then he has like a three other kids, so. Yeah, he does. But but he's more focused. Does he more focus on like. Your... He'll know what my brother likes to eat. Like both of your brothers? No, just the one that's like next to me. Oh, okay. And then I think later on he's 
he realized and then now he realizes that my sister also likes to eat a certain thing mm-hmm. so he will tend to that as well but for me I, I don't think he even knows what I like to eat to be honest oh. he'll know like one or two items of the other kids mm-hmm. but not me well, I, I never really experience sexism ever so it's just you and your sister yeah it's just me and my sister but I never really experienced that for sure. Too, because even till now, it's my dad was never there. So mm-hmm. I kind of just got used to it that he's just not around. And it doesn't even matter if he knows what I like and what I don't like. I don't even know if he knows my birthday. I'm he pretty does. sure they know your birthday. It, yo, I'm telling you, like he doesn't. He doesn't have like, his memo. For, no, <laughs> I don't think so. Maybe your mom put it in his memo. <laughs> yeah, it's just like special things like that that is important to kids. Mm-hmm. Parents don't really Catch notice, on. yeah, those mm. things, and I can't really blame him. So I try to understand where he's coming from too. He never had that growing up either, mm-hmm. and he's working all the time, so he's not very attentive to any of us. Well, it's because he's always working, right? So that's true. Can't hate working him for parents. That. Yeah, Jen, do you have any traumatic events that happen in your adulthood that you're learning how to deal with or trying to manage now? Um, in my adulthood, well, right now I've. I probably experienced the same thing, same criticism. I think so. I've developed the worst trait of being hard on yourself a lot. I'm still working on that because at times when I'm doing something, I go hard at it and I want to master it as in perfection, which is really impossible to have a perfection. When you notice that it's not perfect, you go really hard on yourself saying, why didn't you do this properly? Why can't you do it right? Like all these negative thoughts. I'm still working on it. I've noticed I haven't been doing it quite often, but at times, where I'm in a stressful situation I do that but catch myself mm-hmm. and remind myself like no you did what you can this is what it's gonna be if you, they don't like it that's okay that's a feedback criticism you can ask their feedback and you can change it up yeah you do it better next time yeah yeah just don't go hard on yourself no mm-hmm. big deal yeah I think so I had a situation where I did work in one of the companies I was promoted to a, a better position and I was doing well until there was a budget cuts which was really upsetting because one of the budget cuts was that one of the role that I was working had to be stepped down in a way so they had to do an interview with multiple people and a lot of people were like kind of influencing me to apply it again because you've been doing great in your job and this was the company of where they want a little bit of a competition which is really bad so they want a cap of people who are internally working in that company to apply to this job I didn't realize that there were so many rumors like oh Jen you did really good on your interview and I didn't realize that there was another person who has the same name as me who have interviewed there was a lot of people who are like swaying and saying oh you're gonna get the job you're gonna get the job at that time in my head was that I already have security it's already bagged I already have the position no big no big deal I came to the last minute and realized I didn't get the position which really pissed me off because my manager was pushing me to get it you are guaranteed to get that position it was a Debbie Downer. It felt really shitty feeling because you've been coached by your own managers to apply to this job. You did the interview, you succeeded the interview, and then you realize you didn't get the interview. They chose someone outside of the company, not internal, because they want someone new and fresh. They didn't want another they didn't want another person who is working 
inside internally when they already know the details of how to fix and manage all these things that's happening that's the most toxic environment yeah so i had that it was traumatizing because you really trust you put all your trust in one company and you really believe what your co-worker is saying or your manager is saying but it can come to a point where they mislead you and then yeah they basically scooch you over yeah exactly and you get demoted and i guess so once you feel that failure another door opens for you Mm -hmm. if you realize for sure so i also had a lot of traumatic things happen to me in my adulthood i'm a pretty like happy and bubbly kind of person Mm, but then these situations that all just came up at around the same time really broke me and you guys already know it's from my COVID outbreak in 2020, grandma passing away suddenly, we didn't know that she was unwell. And then so I felt really guilty because it was her birthday the week before she passed and I wasn't able to see her. Yeah. And the day that she did pass away, I was going to see her the next day. So I felt really guilty. Uh, breakup happened, friendships fell apart, and that led to a mixture of feelings that happened to me and I needed to really take a break. So I was feeling lots of anger depression anxiety and loneliness at the time mm. yeah that that's not fun times mm-hmm. yeah but how did you even cope with it like when you have a traumatic experience or a traumatic event how did you even cope with the situation to be honest i was lost for a little bit i was just kind of in like a bubble of my own feelings you know being all sad and everything Mm -hmm. and then i realized that i really need help Mm -hmm. i seriously need help and so what i did is i went to do therapy oh okay that's good do you remember the company's yes so i did the ability cbt okay so it's cognitive behavior therapy Mm -hmm. and basically it's where the feelings and behaviors are all influenced by each other and negative thoughts affect how we feel and then in turn affects our behaviors and triggers a negative thought and it's just like a negative like feedback of loop of negative like negativity all the time okay and so i would have to use different coping mechanisms and strategies through therapy every week to combat those thoughts mm-hmm. and behaviors so if you ever seen this triangle what is it called again the cbt triangle yeah sorry yes the cbt (laughs) sorry i should know this because i i've done this probably with my colleagues quite often with our patients so we we utilize this triangle and on the top of the triangle the tip it would be the The thoughts. thoughts and then on the right side would have been feelings on the left side of the triangle would have been your behaviors or your actions. Mm-hmm. Do you have an example of how is this triangle being used? Okay, so for example, let's just use me as an example. So I was feeling really sad about my grandma passing away. Mm-hmm. So the thoughts of me feeling, the thoughts in my head was like, why, why didn't I see her sooner? Why didn't... I celebrate her birthday when I could with her. Why didn't I know this was happening? It's a lot of unknowns. Mm -hmm. And that is the thought that was happening in my head. And that made me feel really crappy, really guilty, Mm -hmm. really upset, and just sad overall that I was not able to see her for the last Mm -hmm. time. And what was your behaviors? So that led to me being really angry and really depressed. As in, like, you were saying, so it sounds like 
for your actions is that you sat down in your room, mm-hmm. you were crying, mm-hmm. and you felt not felt, but like you wanted to throw something. Let's just say that. Yeah. Like you're out of frustration that you were you can't do these things to yes. be there for your grandmother. Mm-hmm. And it was a hard going through the whole triangle process of CBT all the time because of mm-hmm. so many things that was happening. For us, we didn't have a funeral for her. Mm-hmm. We had to plan basically everything from scratch and it was a lot of pressure and stress because we, mm-hmm. we had nothing planned. Mm-hmm. So the whole time was just like constantly go, 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 go. You don't always get to sit down and think about every single aspect of this triangle. Oh, just like you know? they let that stuff sink into you yeah. and realize. Mm-hmm. Yes, I do understand what you're doing. And the point of this triangle is that it goes hand in hand and it can be a domino effect. Yep. And it goes not a circle, but a triangle. So however we think, however we think, influence how we feel. And how we feel influence our behavior and actions towards people. Mm-hmm. It's going to look at you like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, basically it's, if you keep having a negative thought, it's going to lead to negative emotions and then mm-hmm. lead to negative behaviors. Yeah. And it's just like an ongoing cycle. It's ongoing cycle. Yeah. So if that was a negative side, what is the positive side to this yes so what you have to do is rewire your thinking so that's where cbt comes in and try to think of a positive thought such as oh you were there julie Mm -hmm. on the day that she okay well she you were there julie when she was alive was alive yes during Mm -hmm. covid Mm -hmm. you were there for her you were the last person she saw Mm-hmm. Because during COVID, you needed to have a COVID test if you can even see and visit, right? Mm-hmm. So you were the last person that she saw. The feeling is that you should be happy that you actually got to see her kind of like for the last time. And she was able to see you because she lived in a retirement home. She didn't see anybody for yeah. over a year. I think so everyone. I think so grandparents. Yeah, they saw her a lot. Who lives in a long-term care home or mm-hmm. a retirement home. They were not able to see their loved ones. Yeah. So the social isolation was super real. Mm-hmm. And then the action was that just be grateful. You know, be happy that you actually got to see her. Mm-hmm. Because a lot of people did not get to see her. Yeah. My parents didn't get to see her. My siblings didn't get to see her. Mm-hmm. Her friends didn't get to see her. And so can you just imagine how they feel? Yeah. Probably even shittier. Probably. So, yeah. And just be glad that I was still there to be able to finish off and make the plans and help make the plans for her funeral. Mm-hmm. Like ordering the flowers and all that. I was still a part of it. I picked out her clothing. Mm-hmm. Thank God I was negative for COVID yeah. during that time. And I was able to go in and see her kind of like in bed for the last time. Mm-hmm. Whereas a lot of people couldn't. Mm-hmm. And funny about this triangle, it does work its way if you've been coached by it. Actually, at work, we do usually coach people who are or who has depression. Mm -hmm. And it's not easy, first of all, Mm -hmm. because you are thinking about your experience at that moment in time. It takes a lot of practice to rewire your brain to thinking instead of the negative aspects Mm -hmm. to think the positive aspects yeah it takes weeks if not months you know not months but weeks years Years. it could take time it really depends 
on how you perceive it too. Yeah, and you have to know that there is something wrong. You have to acknowledge that part first, because mm-hmm. if you don't, then there's no helping you. Yeah, exactly. You have to find the target, and that's what leads into problem solving, right? Like, okay, it, this is happening to me. What can I do to not prevent it, but how could I adapt to it mm-hmm. if this situation is happening to me? Mm-hmm. And how, yeah, how do you manage your your feelings mm-hmm. and your thoughts? Because that's ultimately what's gonna decide how you're gonna act. Mm-hmm. And react to things. Yeah, if you have experienced traumatic things, be exposed little by little, but not a big expose. So this is another type of therapy. It's called exposure therapy, where you are told to, let's just say that you have an anxiety of being around crowded people, and your homework was that you need to spend at least twenty minutes to go to the mall where there's a crowd of people. Mm-hmm. Just to be exposed, mm-hmm. but you do it little by little. You start off with, okay, five minutes, just being with one or two people, just sitting, just being around there, just being in the presence, mm-hmm. and then you add it up until you start to feel more comfortable. So we learned lots of different coping mechanisms. Exploring our emotions and thoughts were was a big one. Mm-hmm. Uh, I also learned that I really let myself go. I stopped eating and drinking properly. Stopped sleeping properly because I wasn't able to. So slowly, I had to relearn how to do that self care again. Yeah. So obviously, change the thinking into something that most of the time people, when they're sad and depression and have anxiety, they think of they're they're super lost and hopeless and there's nothing that they can do to become better. This is in the therapy. You identify these type of feelings and the feeling of being stuck and how to change that and reframe your. Thinking into something such as positive affirmation, self compassion, learning to forgive yourself, and enjoying the little things in life. Yep, basically, that's true. That's what we did in therapy. Of course, talking about it without shame or being judged. You you need a person to support you. These go to support groups if you absolutely need support groups. Go see a clinician who can supply you with all of these knowledge. And explore how you feel as an individual. So here we actually have a few mental health and therapy type of resources that we're gonna be posting on our Instagram as well. But we're gonna list it here just for you guys so that you guys can have an idea that there are helpful resources and helplines out there. You're not alone if you don't want to mm-hmm. talk to anyone or you don't have anyone to talk to. You can definitely use these resources, and for sure, it's gonna be confidential, and they're not gonna judge you and all of that because mm-hmm. they're professionals themselves. For America, we have the COVID nineteen mental health website for frontline workers, Mind Beacon for Ontario, and Ability CBT. I live by this. It's free in Ontario if you guys sign up. Wellness Link for Canada. I like this. I like this website because. There are so many resources, and every few weeks they will send you an email prompt to do an assessment to assess you again. Yeah. So when I first did it, oh my goodness, I was scoring like terrible because I was super depressed. Yes. And then later on, as the weeks and months go by, you see the results getting a little bit better. That's good. And Psychology Today is where you can actually find a therapist, and this is for Canada. You can find a therapist there. It's a little pricey, but find someone within your range. They'll definitely love to help you. And for um, people who are in the frontline workers and they're getting really burnt out, there is a free healthcare session with psychiatrists every Tuesday and Thursdays around eight thirty to just nine. 
and they alternate the psychiatrist there's four of them and they will do a mindfulness program with you Mm. which is really nice i really like that one yeah and then the last one is going to be canadian mental health association for york and south simcoe this is uh above like north yes of ontario Mm -hmm. so this is lot there's the services include telephone calls um and we have a general line that you guys can also call so we'll leave all of this information in our instagram so definitely check that out all (laughs) right that wraps up our episode podcast next week we will be having a fun special guest that's dear to my heart come and join us in exploring different cultures along with stereotypes and culture shocks follow us on instagram at sincerely jj podcast we do have other platforms that are available yes we have google Podcasts, we have apple Podcasts, so you definitely can't miss that and obviously we have spotify and youtube of course (laughs) so those are available for everyone to listen to if you have time please subscribe our page or give us a shout out or comment on our instagram we'll be posting up all the resources that we have mentioned in today's episode feel free to dm us We would love to hear what your stories and what you liked about our show. Thanks for tuning in. Don't forget, we are going through life's beautifully unwritten detours. Sincerely, JJ. Bye.